Welcome to My American Melting Pot, the podcast for people living multicultural lives. I'm your host, Lori L. Tharps. I'm a Black woman married to a Spanish man raising three bilingual, biracial, bicultural children. I'm also a journalist, an author, and an anti-racism educator and consultant. Some people call me a cultural critic or a pop culture pundit. I call myself a diversity diva, and I'm really glad you're here for another timely discussion on the My American Melting Pot podcast. November is National Native American Heritage Month, and it's the month that we Americans celebrate Thanksgiving. On episode 56 of the podcast, we're going to talk about both of these so-called holidays and how and what we should be doing to celebrate. Back in 2018, for our very first episode, in fact, I was joined by Dr. Crystal Fleming, a sociologist based at Stony Brook University and the author of the best-selling book, How to Be Less Stupid About Race. Dr. Fleming and I talked about the inherent problems in celebrating a holiday that both downplays the real contributions of Native American people to that first harvest celebration and erases the legacy of brutal atrocities committed against Native people by European colonizers. It's an important conversation that I'm going to replay today because there are so many truth bombs that people need to hear, especially before celebrating Thanksgiving this year. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So my first question for you, Crystal, is uh, what's wrong with this kind of hallmark version of Thanksgiving where we have pilgrims and Native Americans breaking bread together in peace? What I think is wrong with it is that it doesn't tell the story from the perspective of Indigenous Americans. You know, history from minority perspectives looks very different than the story that's told by the colonizer. So I think, you know, in many ways, we've been indoctrinated to think about colonialism as a beautiful celebration, and that's not what it ever was. Sociologist James Lowen wrote a really great book called Lies My Teacher Told Me. And one of the things he does in that book is to demystify the reality of Thanksgiving and to explain that from the perspective of Indigenous people, it was horrific. And by it, I mean the coming of the colonizers and the genocide to which they were subjected and the theft of their land. So the idea that for generations now, Americans have been, you know, sort of, again, indoctrinated and taught to reframe this horrific chapter, ongoing chapter in our history, right? Because settler colonialism is ongoing. But we've been taught to reframe it as a wonderful thing and associate it with a delicious meal and family and coming together. Um, I think it's a great moral failing and one that we need to, uh, in 2018, you know, it's pretty late in the game, but we need to see this history with clear eyes. Yeah, you know, regardless of when people are listening to this, they'll pretty much have at least a year to rethink Thanksgiving in the interim. And this is coming after Columbus Day, for example, where Columbus Day has now been reframed for a lot of people. Even, you know, officially different states have no longer celebrating Columbus Day and they have renamed it as Indigenous Peoples Day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So this is kind of what we need to do about Thanksgiving as well. And I know that for a lot of Indigenous people, they already don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, They call it a day of mourning, and they use it as a day to remember the devastation that has happened because of European colonization. So I wonder, you know, this is, Thanksgiving is, though, such an American holiday And the way that we celebrate it, like you said, is food and family. Is there a way to connect the reality of what Thanksgiving actually means to a lot of people with what Americans have done with this holiday? Yeah, I mean, I just, but I don't know that it looks like celebrating, right? I mean, to your point, (laughs) you know, many Indigenous people rightly mark it as a day of mourning, I think that's not something that has to be restricted to Indigenous people. I would think that when you begin to study the reality of settler colonialism and the oppression that Indigenous people have faced and survived, I think no matter what your background is, that is something that we should mourn, that we should care about, that we should want to learn more about, that we would want to center the perspectives of Indigenous people You know, others have pointed out the great irony of the fact that Thanksgiving takes place during a month that's supposed to be about Indigenous and Native American heritage. November is uh, a month where we're supposed to be centering Indigenous folks. And yet, even in Thanksgiving, we see their erasure, we see their marginalization, we see the, the mythology of this holiday that has for far too long really miseducated Americans about the realities that Native folks have been living with. So I think, I don't know that rethinking Thanksgiving still looks like a celebration. I think, you know, one of the things we have to be willing to do is to maybe give up the warm and fuzzy holiday that many of us grew up with and rethink it and say, well, maybe it's a day of mourning, not just for Indigenous people, but for all of us who want to say that Indigenous lives matter. Yeah, you know, this is something that I've been thinking about as I was preparing for this show, is that Native American people are one of the most marginalized groups. And we have a Black Lives Matter movement. We talk about police brutality. We talk about the Me Too movement. And in so many of these cases, Native American people are the silent victims or the unheard from victims and all of these um, social ills. And like you said, here we have a month that's supposed to be honoring or at least paying attention to this community. And we have this holiday that supposedly celebrates our connection to Native Americans and theoretically gives thanks to them for all the help that they gave the English pilgrims, if you will. Isn't it ironic that we have this holiday that centers Native Americans? I mean, you can't go to an elementary school uh, Thanksgiving pageant and not find the little children who are dressed up as Native Americans. And yet we as a society, our media, our popular culture, our activist community even, really are so disconnected from what's really happening in the Native American world. Is that the most like hypocritical holiday ever then? I would say, Lori, that in fact, Native Americans are not at all centered in Thanksgiving. What's centered is a caricature mm-hmm, of Native mm-hmm. Americans that is not of their own making. And so the United States just sort of ideologically needs a caricature 
of Native Americans and the encounter between settlers and indigenous people, this country has needed that caricature and that mythology to justify what was done, to justify land theft, to justify colonization, to justify indigenous erasure, the actual erasure of indigenous people through genocide and displacement and dispossession. And so the imagery of the happy Indian or the the happy Native who is generously giving their belongings and, you know, giving that to the pilgrims, that serves an ideological function. I think we have to be very clear about that. So I think one of the things your listeners might consider, whatever you do on Thanksgiving, frankly, I would hope it's not just Thanksgiving, but especially on that day, to seek out the perspectives of Indigenous people. This is the information age. You can go online and very quickly find writings and videos and perspectives from Indigenous people and not just a caricature. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, educating ourselves is so important. But, you know, like the title of your book, How to Be Less Stupid About Race, I think Americans are so stupid about Native Americans. And I mean, I put myself in the same category, but it's not just that we're stupid about it. It's that we're so limited, like we're not investigating. We kind of take this, you know, again, like the Thanksgiving story as kind of that's it. This was the Native American contribution to Thanksgiving. Well, we're educated to be ignorant. You know, when I mentioned James Lowen, uh, his book, Lies My Teacher Told Me, what he's explaining in that book is that our educational system has been set up in ways in which our real history has been distorted and, and systematically distorted, largely for ideological reasons. So it's not a mistake that Indigenous perspectives are largely removed from our history books. To include those perspectives would be to challenge, right, to challenge the master narrative, to challenge the ways in which we typically are encouraged to view the nation. So that's by design. It's not like it's a mystery. How did this happen? And this is how power works. This is how domination works. And I think part of becoming less stupid about race and racism and all of that is becoming more critical in how we think about and understand power. That's one of the things I lay out, you know, in the beginning of the book. If we want to talk about racism, we have to first understand that racism is a system of power. And we have to understand how, especially in the case of the United States, racism has been intertwined with settler colonialism and how settler colonialism became a white supremacist project. And so, you know, once we start talking about that, power and racism and settler colonialism, now we're no longer taking the history that we learned in our middle school or high school classrooms for granted. We actually are challenging it and and thinking about which perspectives were excluded or included. So I think that kind of critical thinking is really so crucial. The other thing I'd say, too, is that what's very typical about being socialized in the United States, just growing up here, is that we're encouraged as Americans to really not think about Native Americans at all. We're encouraged to to really not think about them. I'll give you a concrete example. In my race and ethnicity course, which has almost 200 students enrolled, at the beginning of the semester this year, I asked my students to estimate the population demographics that the U.S. Census Bureau uses for the 
the number of African Americans, number of Native Americans, white Americans, and so on. So I put up, this is like a big lecture hall, I put up on, on this huge screen what the categories were. And Native Americans, Indigenous Americans were one of the named categories. Students had a few minutes. They were supposed to come up with their educated guesses. You know, what percentage of the U.S. population does each of these groups represent? And Lori, let me tell you, I collected their estimations and then I tabulated them. And what was shocking, shouldn't have shocked me, but it did nevertheless, is that even though I asked the students to think about and estimate the population size of Native Americans in this country, about a quarter of the students just didn't do it. Really? So they came up with an estimate for African Americans, for white Americans, for Asian Americans, for Hispanics. But when it came to Native Americans, just about a quarter of the students forgot, even when they were encouraged to, even when we had the category on the screen, right? So it just gives you a sense of how difficult it is for Americans to actually get in the habit of thinking about Native Americans, just basic cognitive, you know, attention to Native Americans, because we're usually not invited to, and that's by design. Yeah, and I think the Thanksgiving story is actually adding to that ability to stay ignorant, right? I mean, it's the happy Indian story, and that's kind of all you need to know, because it just reinforces this idea that they were there, they were helpful, they were happy to be of service, and and then that's enough, right? I mean, the Thanksgiving story is quite dangerous, actually, when you think about it, because it's one of the only stories that gets told, right? Exactly, right. You know, the dangers of a single story. So not mm-hmm. only does it give this mythology of the happy Native, but it also relegates Natives to the past. And so Thanksgiving is not a day where many Americans think about how are Indigenous folks faring now, right now. I think earlier you mentioned Black Lives Matter and related issues. One of the things people don't realize is that Native Americans are at the highest risk per capita of being killed by police. Well, when I teach this to my students, they're shocked. Frankly, I was shocked when I saw the statistics. But, you know, We don't talk enough about that. We don't talk enough about the risk of suicide that Indigenous people face or health disparities or, you know, simply their relationship to the land, which is always under threat from the ongoing project of settler colonialism. And we, you know, as a nation had this relatively brief moment where there was national attention to Standing Rock and so on, and now that attention has waned. But that has been an ongoing crisis that Indigenous people are facing, their land, their resources, their water, their lives under continual threat from our country. So Thanksgiving is dangerous, yes, not only because it reproduces this mythology of the happy Native American, but also the mythology that Native Americans don't exist anymore, as though they're just historical actors. They have survived. They have survived genocide and dispossession, and they're still here, and their perspectives matter. So I think, you know, again, one of the things we can do, I don't know if you call it a celebration, although I could think of things to celebrate, things like celebrating Indigenous survival, Indigenous wisdom. Yeah, they're 
There was a, I found some people celebrate Indigenous Resistance Day. That's yeah. what they've renamed um, Thanksgiving, which I thought was pretty right on there. Yeah. Um, because they survived. Yeah, like what does it mean to celebrate Indigenous resistance as opposed to celebrating colonialism? I mean, I think that's a really significant shift, but it's also a moral shift. This is also about morality. Uh, I think we have to be very clear that it's immoral to celebrate the oppression of Native Americans. It's immoral to misrepresent what happened to them. And unfortunately, because of the way racism and and white supremacy and settler colonialism work, since the inception of this nation, since the beginning, Americans have been indoctrinated with very immoral beliefs, immoral beliefs about the inferiority and superiority of certain groups, immoral ideas about the entitlement of colonizers to this land through ideas like manifest destiny, as though it was God's will that European colonizers just come and take this land from the indigenous people, and that's a great thing. These are deeply immoral and unethical beliefs that we have to challenge. Yeah, and I actually definitely want to get back to, you know, what that actually looks like in a practical way. But I want to just go a little bit left for a second, not really left, but you step away from Native Americans for a moment. And I've talked to um, many African Americans who boycott Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. because they simply see it as a celebration of European colonization and imperialism and, you know, what came next for people of color, of all colors, under European rule in this country. Um, Do you understand that perspective as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there are many reasons to be ambivalent about or even just opposed to Thanksgiving. I think the more you learn about the history of this country, the more reasons you'll have. So I think for African Americans who are critical about the history of this country and the history of racism and oppression, it makes a lot of sense to rethink Thanksgiving, if not boycott it altogether. I I think for different people, that means different things. I'd say for me personally, the hardest thing to imagine boycotting is some stuffing and macaroni and cheese and turkey and gravy. (laughs) Yes, Um, yes. You know, I have to draw my line there. But I don't think that you have to call a meal like that a Thanksgiving celebration. And even if you do call it a celebration, again, I think there are other things to celebrate besides colonization, things like resistance and survival. So, yeah, let's talk about now. And this is what I loved about your book so much in um, How to Be Less Stupid About Race. I really like the way you set up the book where you kind of explain the problem and then give us actually some real practical ways to approach a solution. And so let's look at some practical ways that people could reframe or relook at what Thanksgiving is. How do we reframe also? I mean, again, I really like stuffing as well. Mashed potatoes, gravy, macaroni and cheese, all of it. Don't even need the turkey. But we are saying that, you know, the actual story behind Thanksgiving is amoral. It's the whole principle is basically based on a lie. So how can people, can they reclaim it? Can they still eat stuffing and mashed potatoes? Or is it a wearing black all day? Like just... Let's spitball some ideas so that people can plan for the next Thanksgiving yeah. how they can like legitimately do something and you know and feel better about what it is we do on this day. Yeah, you know, one thing one thing I just would clarify is that I do so the last chapter of my book has like ten different 
practical steps or suggestions for addressing systemic racism and white supremacy in our society. I'm careful not to call them solutions because I'm not sure that there are solutions, right, to these really pervasive problems. But I do think that there are things that we can, actions that we can take, both as individuals, but more particularly as communities. You mentioned already the idea of actually seeking out the perspectives of Indigenous people. That's not just academic. That's very practical. On your Thanksgiving day, you could think about watching a documentary that actually centers the perspectives of Indigenous people or watching interviews with Indigenous activists. It's not enough, though, to listen and learn. We have to think about shifting resources. So seeking out Indigenous organizations to literally give money to or whatever it is they say they need, that is something that you can practically do, not just on Thanksgiving, but whenever the Spirit moves you. And I think what we're talking about in our conversation, Lori, is really a broad cultural transformation. And we know that these things take time, but it's so important to take what you learn, to take what new information you're able to glean about this history and and ongoing oppression that Indigenous people are facing, but to take that and have more conversations. You should talk about it at your dinner table. You should talk about it with your family and with your friends, with your colleagues. And it shouldn't just be on Thanksgiving, but I think that that day is one in particular where we can try in our spheres of influence to bring more attention to what Indigenous folks are experiencing and how they describe the meaning, not just of this day, but of their relationship to this nation. Yeah, I I like all those ideas very much. And I think, you know, along those lines about, you know, having conversations, I think, um, you know, whatever your role in society is, if you're a teacher, bring this new information to your students. If you're a writer, write about it. If you're an actor, you know, make some theater, make some art about it. I think that that's, you know, people often do feel that they can't do anything. They can't change the whole American holiday, but individual acts can lead to some sort of solution. And again, I think back to, I think, Columbus Day. Mm -hmm. You know, we were having these conversations years ago. And now, I mean, I don't even think I knew when Columbus Day officially Mm -hmm. was this year because so many people did not recognize it. My children had school on Columbus Day, which was like the first time that that's happened. So I think people really can make a difference by doing these individual acts like you're suggesting. Can you envision a time when the fourth Thursday of the month of November is not called Thanksgiving? And if so, what might it be called? You know, that's a really interesting question. You know, I think, again, not to sound like a broken record, I think we'd have to ask Indigenous people. You know, I think one of the things I was thinking about as you were just talking now is we need to read more of the work of Indigenous scholars and writers. I was thinking of folks like Dr. Kim Tallbear or Adrian Keene. Um, but that's one of the main things we can do is also just to like to read their work and to ask them. I think they get to decide. I think if we're going to rename Thanksgiving, Indigenous people get to decide. So I'm going to defer to Indigenous folks on that. But, you know, I think why not imagine a time when we don't have what's called Thanksgiving, but we have Indigenous Resistance Day. But to imagine that would mean to imagine all of the cultural, social, political, and even economic transformations that would need to happen to bring about 
that change in consciousness. You know, we get a different name when we get a different relationship between Indigenous people in the United States, when we get more of a culture of, of morality and ethics and compassion and resistance to oppression, I think that's when we could say, well, the name change would happen because of that broader social and cultural transformation. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I did read one essay by a Native American writer who said she does celebrate Thanksgiving. She didn't change the name. She celebrates the day, but what she's celebrating is the survival of her people. And she said that she makes a big feast with foods that's traditionally associated with Thanksgiving because she said at that original Thanksgiving meal, the Native Americans brought most of the food anyway. And like (laughs) that all of the foods were traditional Native foods anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, celebrate that. Like that's what she's celebrating is she's celebrating the fact that Native people were kind enough to help those in need and that they continue to survive their continuous oppression. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe our, you know, we should be, like you said, looking at the Native American community and taking the lead from them, not creating it our own version yeah. that suits our needs. Yeah, right? you know, there's just along those lines, there's an article up on the National Museum of the American Indians website, and it's called Do American Indians Celebrate Thanksgiving? So your listeners can look that up as well and see that there are numerous Native voices that are gathered there saying what they do and how they approach um, Thanksgiving. And some of them, like the woman you just cited, say, yeah, they have a meal, but the meaning is quite different. So I think we need to do more of that, listening to their experiences and and seeing what we can learn from centering uh, Indigenous folks, particularly in this month of November, when that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. Thank you so much, Crystal Fleming, for joining me today on My American Melting Pot. I totally feel less stupid about Thanksgiving, and I hope all of my listeners do too. Thank you, Lori. So glad to join you. Dr. Crystal Fleming is a gem. And I hope you picked up some really important truth bombs from our conversation. Everything that she said in 2018, unfortunately, still holds true today. We still need to be seeking out the perspective of Indigenous people. We still need to be having these conversations in our circles of influence about Indigenous people and their current triumphs and challenges. We need to acknowledge our own ignorance about the erasure of Native culture And we need to figure out what we can do to put an end to that ignorance of our own and the erasure by the greater society. And we can start at the Thanksgiving table. We can have the meal, but question the meaning and definitely take action. Take action by donating, by listening, by having the conversations. And speaking of the meaning of Thanksgiving... Did you know that before the myth of the pilgrims and the Indians breaking bread together became associated with Thanksgiving, that this was actually a holiday that both President George Washington and President Abraham Lincoln utilized to bring about unity in this country after the Revolutionary War and then the Civil War divided the country? Yep. That's what Thanksgiving was about originally. It was about unifying the country after war. And even though we're not officially at war, right now in this country, we are divided. 
were divided by partisan politics, a global pandemic, and racial unrest. If there was ever a time we needed a special day to give thanks for the blessings that we have, now is that time. We all need to figure out how to be grateful for the blessings that we still do have. But really, If there ever was a time when certain people needed to be reminded of the importance of unity, generosity, and goodwill towards their fellow man, be he black, brown, red, or green, this would be that time. Now, I'm not going to hold my breath hoping that a turkey dinner is going to do the work that marches, 7 million people voting, protests, and legal action haven't been able to manage, but hey. Miracles can happen around the dining room table. The fact is, though, that Thanksgiving really is going to look a lot different than years past. People might be alone or far away from extended family for the very first time. Some people may not have the funds to pay for an extravagant turkey dinner this year. Some people may be mourning the loss of loved ones to COVID-19 this holiday season. Overall, I think it's safe to say that Thanksgiving is not going to be normal for anyone. So what better time than right now to rethink the reason and purpose of this all-American holiday? I'd love to hear how you are going to celebrate and honor Thanksgiving this year, Melting Pot community. I'd love to hear your personal plans and stories and ideas. Feel free to leave me a comment on Instagram at Lori L. Tharps or on the My American Melting Pot blog at myamericanmeltingpot.com. I guarantee and promise that I will read every comment left. Now, if you'd like to keep up with Dr. Crystal Fleming, who is working on two new books, check out her website at crystalfleming.com, or you can follow her on Twitter at alwaystheself. Again, it's at alwaystheself. And I will, of course, add links in the show notes. Thank you for listening, Melting Pot community. I do appreciate you tuning in every Friday. I appreciate you sharing this show with your friends and coworkers. You know, we just hit a big milestone here on the podcast. Yes, we hit 20,000 downloads. That means somebody's listening. And that makes me so happy. It makes me feel like this is important work that I'm doing. And I kind of feel like Sally Field in that iconic 1985 Oscar speech, You guys like me. You really like me. Thank you. Okay, Melting Pot community. This is the end of season five of the podcast. I'm going to be taking a much needed break for the rest of 2020. But you know what? There are 55 other episodes for you to listen to while I'm gone. I want you to enjoy your holidays this year as much as you can, even if they're small, even if they look really different than what you're used to. I hope everybody stays healthy, and I really want you to try to count your blessings. I wish us all a swift and pain-free ending to 2020. I'll be back in early 2021 with fresh new episodes. But in the meantime, you can always stay in touch on Instagram at L'Oreal Tharps, and on the My American Melting Pot Facebook page. I cannot stay away from the social, so you can always find me there. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, you should do so so that when I do come back in early 2021, you'll be the first to know. My American Melting Pot is produced by me, Lori L. Tharps. 
Our editor and technical director is Brad Linder, and our theme music was composed by Sumi Tanoka. Thanks for listening. Have a safe and happy holiday season, and always remember to live your life in color.